You are listening to NFT Talk Show, where we put the T in NFT. I am your host, Tony Payne, and if you have ever wanted to know anything and everything, including all the juicy deets about NFTs, you are in the right place. So buckle up, get ready, and let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the NFT Talk Show. I am your hostess, Tony Payne, with the mostest photographer extraordinaire, NFT specialist. It's seeming like I am an NFT specialist lately, but um, yeah. <laughs> On today's show, we are going to be giving you the NFT Alpha NFTs from an investment perspective and how to spot a good. PFP project. We know right now in NFTs, besides one-on-one art, PFPs are the rave. So if you're looking to buy a PFP or create a PFP or invest in a PFP or just hold a PFP so you can say you have an NFT, did you hear that? I was rapping. Anyways, (laughs) this is going to be the show for you to tune in and listen to. But I am not alone. In today's episode, I have with me two very special guests that are in the NFT community because yes, NFTs is about the community, right? And they are well-versed in the community. They are active in the community. With me, I have a Butter Toast, founder of Grand Bazaar Palaces. I am so obsessed with those palaces. I want one so bad. <laughs> and also Nexus, NFT collector and trader, and they're both going to be talking to us about NFTs and things you should know because they have a lot of experience. Hi, Buttered. How are you? What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the intro. We're excited that you're excited for the palaces. We're excited (laughs) to drop them too. I am excited. Beautiful palaces, by the way. The concept of the palaces, where did it come from? Well, um, we kind of thought we wanted to do something original, something that, um, you know, could serve as like a background as well as like the, the PFP. So you could, you could slap your favorite PFP on the background of like a palace, or you could just have your palace as a standalone PFP. Uh, we also thought it was a good idea for like longevity, uh, because, you know, eventually we'd like to get in the metaverse and everybody's going to need a place to live, right? Absolutely. I want to live in one of your palaces in the metaverse. That's what my, that's what I'm right. my metaverse home has to look like. A palace <laughs> for a queen. Okay. Would be <laughs> All right. So for everyone listening, if you are just joining us and you don't know what a PFP is, a PFP is pretty much what is used in um, NFT projects. It's called, the. it's a profile picture um, that people use to indicate their participation or collection or whatever it is, ownership of a particular token. And that is what a PFP is. You can use it as your avatar on social media. You can keep it in your wallet to show off to your friend that you own the super duper PFP, but that is what a PFP is. Um, I have talked in detail about this in previous episodes. So you might wanna kind of reverse a little bit to, previous episodes so nexus what's up how's it going thanks for having me thank you thank you nexus has all the alpha i'm, I'm curious to know nexus how <laughs> did you get into nfts 
Um, I mean, I kind of just watched it from the sidelines for a long time and, and I really just tried to tried to learn as much as I could while not actually getting into it right away just because uh, I had seen it like as it was reaching the highs in, I think it was, uh, I don't honestly, I've lost track of time, but uh, yeah, just earlier in 2021, um, and uh yeah I, I knew i didn't know enough to to get in and feel like secure about like my investment um but yeah i just figured if i uh, if i studied enough um when they started dropping in price again that i would be able to uh start collecting some and you have made some really good plays because we, we have spoken. I'm like, geez, you have like some sort of inside alpha or something. How do you <laughs> like know all the good ones? So you're going to share that with some of our listeners because I'm sure our listeners want to know, well, how do I pick a good PFP project? But before we jump into the conversation, a lot of things have been going on in the NFT space. It is so wild how fast the NFT space moves, right? I mean, like a whole lot has been going on in the NFT space. Twitter now has verification where you have the hexagon um, PFPs to verify that you own the NFT. What do you guys think about that? I like it. Um, but uh, I, I, one of the things I actually don't like about it is the, um, the fact that it's, the hexagon blocks off a lot of the uh, potential real estate that could be used because um, it's already such a small medium um, and it, it really it, it almost limits it in uh, limits it just even from where it already was and uh, yeah I, I wish they'd done something a little bit less uh, masking maybe a square but yeah maybe I, a square. I think it's a great thing <laughs> so Twitter if you're listening we want a square a square let's you <laughs> <laughs> what about yeah, square. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i i actually i think uh like I, my first thought is i really appreciate that twitter is showing us some love as a community obviously they're paying attention you know we're only about five hundred thousand people in a space of like 300 million or whatever it is that twitter's users are um so i think it's really cool that they're trying to provide us some like uh, utility for using Twitter. Um, I think people really got kind of uh, upset about the fact that you have to buy Twitter Blue or be a part of Twitter Blue. But I, I recently heard them say that it's actually only going to be that way for uh, a little while. They're going to be rolling it out for everybody. Totally agree with Nexus that it, it restricts the already really small medium. And I love the idea of the square. Uh, it sounds good to me. Or just like that, that when they initially showed it to us, they they showed us uh, a little Ethereum check mark or whatever. You know how they do their little blue check mark. Uh huh. Um, I, I I thought that's what they were going to do, but I, I guess they they went with the hexagon, which is all right. You know, it's 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 not going to roll out perfectly. I think um, they're getting a lot of flack, which makes me worried that they're going to be like, you know what, these people are so ungrateful. <laughs> <We're> just, <laughs> you ungrateful lost. We did this for you, and this is the thing we get. We're right. taking it all back. Like they took um, they took away fleets. They're like, we're taking it all back. <laughs> yeah, I do like, think it's uh, funny how Jack Dorsey, after like being gone for maybe a few weeks, maybe, uh, and he was the he was the whole Bitcoin Maxi guy. Uh, 
And Absolutely. the second he's gone, they, they immediately introduced the uh, like NFT verification. It's been in the works. You know what? It's been in the works for a while, though. And um, the first time I ever heard of NFT verification was through him. So when he did leave, I thought it was never going to happen because he really has been championing for the NFT community. And when he left, I was like, oh, Lord, there goes everything NFTs. But surprise, surprise, you know, they did stick to their um, to their word. And it seems like, you know, it's mixed reviews <laughs> in the NFT community. I think a lot of people love the idea, but I think a lot of people are also um, concerned about connecting their wallet and security um, with Web2 companies. You know, I think a lot of Web3 people, which um, NFT people kind of fall under, are very skeptical of centralization and just the same old status quo and just kind of getting sucked back into um, Web2. Speaking of Web2, Meta, aka Facebook, aka God knows what they're going to change their name to again, and Instagram are going to start doing NFTs. What are your thoughts? I, I've, it's been like, I've seen more negative <laughs> reception than I have seen positive. I don't think a lot of people in the NFT um, space are happy about it in the sense that you know Facebook or Meta, whatever they call themselves, tomorrow. Um, have a strange reputation for um, data privacy and sharing people's information. What are your thoughts about it, um, Nexus? Uh, well, I actually probably have a bit of an unpopular opinion in the um, in the NFT community and crypto community. I I think uh, while while I don't like the, the their stance on privacy in the past, um, I, that's for sure. Um, I do think that Zuckerberg gets a bit too much flack when a lot of it is really just that he's a bit of an odd dude. Uh, and yeah, uh, I, I, I listened to one of his, uh, one of his interviews with um, Marquez Brownlee. If you've heard of him, he's a very popular like tech YouTuber. Um, and he did an interview with, uh, with Mark Zuckerberg a while back and they were talking about like, oh, what's your uh, what's your favorite new um, new thing that Facebook's working on? Uh, and immediately, Mark Zuckerberg's his face just lit up, and he, he was super super excited talking about the whole metaverse thing. And uh, yeah, like actually, uh, the the whole like rebrand to Meta was was not all that surprising um, because. Uh, yeah, the, there was even articles in July about um, talking about uh, it was like emails to to shareholders. I think it was, uh, mm -hmm. and he was talking about um, about how he he intends Facebook to to no longer be seen as a social media company, uh, and that uh, they will see or that he believes that they will be seen as a metaverse company going forward. Um, you think so? Yeah. Um, I, Sorry to cut you off. Do you think, oh, um, no, you know, he's capitalizing on people that have been building this metaverse um, for a very long time? Like he sees like, oh, this is the future and he just it quickly capitalized on it. Do you think that's what it is? Um, I think there's an element of that, um, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Uh, I think when you have someone like that, that's a billionaire founder, um, it's always going to be... Uh, there will always be an element of capitalizing on it because um, that's just kind of who they are. Um, uh, I, I don't 
think that's a bad thing though. I, I think that building on other people's work is what has made so many great accomplishments possible throughout history. Awesome. What about you, Buttered? What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with Nexus. I think ultimately, I'll start by saying ultimately, I think it's going to be good for the space just because of uh, the rate of adoption is going to increase uh, exponentially with like a company like Facebook and Instagram getting behind NFTs. Um, I think they have a lot of ground to make up because largely the communities outside of NFTs uh, have have a lot of concerns and are, are mostly, I would say, against NFTs uh, for a few reasons. I think mainly being environmental reasons. Um, but you know, that's that's another conversation. Um, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that that you know, I'll say that they're mostly wrong about. But anyways. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just put I, that in I feel you. The <laughs> NFT futters. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Speaking of NFT futters, um, and for people that don't know what FUD is, that means like kind of putting something down like, oh, it's trash or you don't like it or it's whatever, negativity. Um, so speaking of NFT futters, <laughs> yesterday, it was a yesterday. Um, yes, it was yesterday. Um, I had commented on um serena williams buying a board a welcome to you know this is awesome blah 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 and omg what did i do r.i.p my twitter mentions r.i.p my twitter mentions i would hate to be a celebrity (laughs) anywhere in the united states or just generally i'm telling you RIP my mentions. The next thing that I had to, I literally had to turn off my notifications at some point. And, and I was like, Twitter, they're harassing me. <laughs> All because I said, great NFT, put a picture of an NFT up. Um, oh, the quote that I said was, um, good men buy their wives NFTs or something like that. Because his her husband was like, um, I gifted my wife an NFT. Um, and then here comes the right click save people. So if somebody doesn't know what right click save people are, they're people that think they could just save your NFTs and it's theirs. It is the most illogical thing I have ever heard because even without NFTs, you cannot just save somebody's picture and make it yours. There are copyright laws out there that protect people's property. It's like saying, oh, because your house is standing over there, I can just walk in and it's mine. The logic behind it makes no sense. Anyways, so um, the right-click save people bombarded me yesterday with, oh, look, it's mine now. Oh, look, this is my NFT. And then somebody added me to a list of NFT idiots. <laughs> it was tragic. It was tragic. I think I need therapy. Oh <laughs> I think that's I need hilarious. Therapy. It was. I mean, I found I found it funny up until a certain I'm point. Sure. That, you know, and it was a lot of these people with anime um, PFPs or avatars, right? So at first, like, <laughs> right? at first, I was like, okay, maybe they're trolling. Oh, of course they were trolling. I was like, maybe they're um, bots. That's what I thought at first. It could have been. I mean, it was just a bunch of them. I'm sure they're still going right now as we speak, but I had to like, you know, mute the conversation completely because I couldn't even see people that are tweeting at me that I knew it was was bad. Um, Yeah, so. (laughs) And then speaking of FUD again, um, you know, this week in NFTs has been so funny. 
a project dropped, a PFP project dropped um, in the NFT community and the FUD. I have never seen a project drop in NFTs that has so many influencers hating on it in my life. It was like, are you for real? And that makes me even more bullish on it because I'm like, if you guys are hating this much, there's something I'm not seeing, right? There has to be something behind it, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, today, we're going to dive in. <laughs> we're going to dive in into today's topic, NFTs from an investment perspective and how to spot a good PFP. If you are listening, please do not forget to subscribe, share with a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And with me in today's episode, I have two very special guests, Buttered Toast. This is our Web3 names, okay? So you're wondering, did his mom name him Buttered Toast? <laughs> no. Um, I yeah. wish. <laughs> you wish? If your mom <laughs> no, had no. named you Buttered Toast, um, middle school would have been hard. <laughs> Imagine going to class and they're like, Buttered Toast. What would you do? <laughs> I mean, uh, my, my real name is like, pretty hard to pronounce but I, I think you know I, I would take my real name over butter toast any day I love my name but uh, uh yeah I, I know what it's like to get ridiculed for your name so any more of that probably would have crippled me yeah butter toast would have been brutal <laughs> and at lunchtime they would have so much fun with you butter toast <laughs> I'll take butter toast <laughs> yeah like when my cousins are having babies they like go over names and they think of like all right so how can somebody make fun of that one of this name <laughs> yeah like that's how some people are choosing names i see they're like okay can anybody make fun of this name does anything funny rhyme with it <laughs> that is funny is that a panel of middle schoolers just uh trying to think of the worst things <laughs> i know right <laughs> we're gonna take hilarious. it to the middle school next door and we're gonna have them choose which one would you make fun yeah. of <laughs> That is funny, a panel of middle schoolers choosing. That is funny. All right. <laughs> All right. So, um, y'all, uh, <laughs> I can't stop laughing. I'm trying to picture like somebody actually doing that, going to middle school and saying, Can you guys help me choose my baby's name? Which one would you not make fun of? <laughs> All right. So, how do you spot a good PFP project? For everyone listening, I'm sure they want to know. What is alpha? How do I spot a good PFP project? And we're going to start with you, Nexus. When you're looking to invest in a PFP project, what are you looking for? Uh, well, first of all, um, are we are we focusing just specifically on PFP projects then? Yes, we're talking just PFP. Projects. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, for PFPs, at least. Um, First and foremost, it's uh, just trying to find out if they are a derivative or not. Because um, you can trade derivative PFPs, but you cannot invest in them very well, uh, at least not with any good odds. Um, and yeah, then once if, if you find out that it's not, um, then it's really just about diving into the Discord. Um, seeing the, the quality of the conversation that they're having there, um, how, how they treat each other, whether they're kind to each other, uh, whether they talk to each other like friends or neighbors. Um, and then uh, there's also checking on like Twitter. And uh, one thing that, that you, at least I steer clear from is too much talk about the price because then it's not really a community. It's just a, uh, it's a speculative club. Um, 
And that that's not really very conducive to a long-term investment, in my opinion. Uh, and then vision is probably the most important, to be honest. Uh, the, the creators and the founders, they, they need to have a good long-term vision um, and just vision of where the space is going. Uh, if they just think that NFTs are just some fad or something like that, then uh, like it's just not a mindset that's going to succeed. All right. So you said community. Um, so the first thing you look for is community and vision. So if I was like, um, oh, hey, Nexus, I want to invest in a PFP. I should be looking first at what the community is like and then the vision of the um, project. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Um, that and also uh, drive. Just um, if, the, if the founders and the, the team itself doesn't seem very driven, then there's no way they're going to survive like a, a long downtrend in the price. They'll probably jump ship. You have a very good point that there was a PFP project that I had seen, um, not on Ethereum though, on the Solana network. And it looked from the outside like a good project. And um, while I was researching it, the first thing I did was I hopped in their Discord and then also to jump on their Twitter. And what I had noticed was the people behind the project, there was probably one person behind the project, honestly, they would update their Discord. I mean, it's a project. It's not like um, a one-on-one art where it's just one artist. So we're talking a project. So there's a team, right? At least one or two people. You have community managers and you have people behind the project that has already launched. And we're not even talking pre-launch where you're still building your team. And um, within the, you know, Discord, the Discord manager or whoever it is in charge of the Discord would only post like maybe once every three weeks because <laughs> I could track the announcements and the only people keeping that Discord going were the community and a lot of them had so many questions that were going unanswered and same thing with their Twitter. When you go on their Twitter, they post like every three days or every four days and that for me was a red flag. Um, because mm -hmm. I said to myself, this person, you're, you, I mean, they had already sold, but they were using mint tokens. So to sell the NFT. So mint tokens are like, kind of like you can get mint tokens. Not all projects do it. Mint tokens are, you can get mint tokens to mint an NFT. So it's just kind of like a priority list you buy ahead of time. Um, so they had already gone through that part. And I was thinking of getting a mint token. And I saw that and I was like, uh-uh. Like this is, this is already, I mean, it was already looking like a rug pull to me. Um, and a lot of the people in the discord were saying the same thing that maybe this is a rug pull. Um, and then rug pull is when a project kind of just cashes out and leaves you hanging for anyone listening and, and doesn't know the lingo. I know we need to start like being um, web two conscious and explain all the lingo. Um, so rug pull is when somebody pulls the rug from under you in terms of NFT projects, that would be take the money and run. Speaking of rug pulls, um, did you see the, um, I forgot what project it was, where the guy said, um, the next step in our roadmap is butter. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember you telling me about it. I forgot which project <laughs> it was, but man, it was some, that is so It was so a derivative. Bold. 
it was it was a derivative and um it was a derivative of i'm not even sure at this point i can't remember dragon something dragon um anyway so the people after they had sold out their nfts they were like oh you know when roadmap or what's going to happen what are we looking forward to and the person says oh my roadmap is it's going to my bank account see ya and deleted their their twitter account so we're going to talk about how to avoid rug pulls in um as we go along so you should stay tuned and keep listening because i think um buttered and nexus can give us a good overview on how to avoid scams or rug pulls in the nft space so you don't go and burn your money um but yeah so buttered i wanted to ask you as well um you're a project owner so if you're looking to get a project what do you look for I would say, yeah, there was, there was so much to learn and listening to a podcast like this is so helpful because I didn't have this, um, you know, I didn't have access to things like this because I don't think they existed back when I was first getting into NFT. So I definitely learned the hard way and you're most likely going to have to learn the hard way a little bit, uh, yourself because no matter how much armor you put on, you know, there's going to be some project that will, you know, if you buy into enough PFPs. Uh, depending on how much capital you have to invest. Uh, there's going to be one rug pull, one project that just doesn't do well, even though they're not trying to rug the, their community. Uh, just kind of inevitable in a way. So expect to lose some money, but uh, there's definitely great ways to figure out what projects to buy into. And I think the best way to do that is get involved in the community like Twitter. NFT Twitter is such a great resource to know where the chatter is and what the chatter is about. So if you follow enough uh, profiles that, you know, are tapped into the community, because I'll let you in on a secret, a lot of private group chats exist. A lot of private group chats exist where they're the ones driving the narrative. They're the ones who decide what projects are cool and everybody's going to get into. Um, So I think the way, right. So I think the way you got to approach it is, some projects you're going to want to buy into because you just like the art and some projects you're going to buy into because you want to make some money. Uh, most, most, mostly you're going to want to do uh, the one where you're making money. Right. Um, so, and that's just the truth. We're all, we're all here to make some money and to buy some cool art and get involved in this awesome uh, community. And I think the best way to do that is, yeah, get involved in NFT Twitter, you know, listen to podcasts like Tony Payne's podcast, yeah. NFT talk show. Uh, which you're already doing if you're listening to this. But um, but yeah, just like go into the discords, like Nexus said, check out the community, uh, go look into the founders, see what people are saying, make some good friends, um, you know, try and make some friends that have access to these, these group chats, uh, listen to their Twitter spaces and, you know, do your, your best, do your due diligence in researching projects and research, research, research. And when you think you've done enough research, do some more research um, because it's really easy to, you know, be susceptible to something like a rug pull. Cause we all, we're all susceptible to the FOMO mindset. You know, you see everybody buying into a project, but my, I think the most important thing is to have a strategy where you remove all your risk. So you buy into a project, you buy a couple, you buy enough so that you can sell one when uh, the reveal is happening uh, or before the reveal, and then you can take your money out. And then at that point, if you're able to take your money out, then you're, you're playing with house money. So 
Um, you know, that's, that's the best way to, I think, you know, invest into PFP projects that you found, um, and reduce your risk. But yeah, getting, getting into the, like the thick of it is, is a great way to find out where the crowds are looking into, like what projects are receiving the hype. Um, and then, yeah, go in there, check out the project yourself, see what you think, uh, see if the roadmap makes sense to you. But even, <laughs> I feel like even with all that, uh, there is a chance that, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta know that there's a chance that the project won't do well, despite, you know, hitting all the check marks, all your requirements for a PFP project you think will do well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if a project doesn't do well, that's still, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, businesses do fail, even if they try very hard. Um, I think that's still okay. Besides, for I mean, I'm okay with that. What I wouldn't be okay with is like outright, like a rug, rug pull, like a real rug pull, like, you know, somebody just put a project together to kind of take the money and run. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know you said FOMO just now, just for, um, web to conscious tony <laughs> for if you don't know what fomo is fomo is fear of missing out okay that's what fomo means um and in terms of security um you know it's very simple when you're in discord do not click links you do not know that's where a lot of people get in trouble by clicking links that they're not sure of if you have discord set up turn your dms off in the settings because you're going to get a lot of spam links. You're going to get a lot of scam links. You just got to be careful and do not, do not give your seed phrase to anybody. Do not, don't even put your seed phrase on your computer because in the event that something happens, maybe you get hacked, nobody can access your computer and get to your seed phrase. Don't just write it down um, somewhere on a piece of paper that's secure. Um, if you want to put it in a fireproof safe, <laughs> You might be better off doing that and get a ledger, you know, get a ledger, um, something you can save your crypto and your NFTs in that is secure offline. It's very important to have all these practices right now or to start thinking towards have, having these practices right now to avoid, um, you know, hot tears. Um, but yeah, but you were talking about um, following accounts that are in the nft space right what are your take um what is your take on influencers in the nft space yeah right like that's that's a double-edged sword so you you want to follow some influencers to know where the hype is but at the same time you know just know that these influencers are trying to fill their bags and um and you know uh, pump projects that they're holding so uh you got to be very careful there's there's a few notable influencers who actually um, you know, one recently got taken down, which, uh, we all saw. Um, oh yeah. I saw that. That was, yeah. that's like the biggest scandal of NFTs right now. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And, and 20, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, Oh, um, drink tea and mind my own business. But I was all over that. I was all over that to the point <laughs> where I was tempted to use some of the pictures as my PFP just for a good laugh. And the only reason I say that is because I've seen that so-called influencer, I've seen him in action and I've seen what he is capable of. 
And um, there was a story I was following. Some guy had written an article about um, scammers or something that had, in NFTs that he'd been watching. And I don't know what happened. I think those scammers must have teamed up with that guy and they decided to bring that guy down. And OMG, I saw it happen real time. And I could not believe my eyes. I was like, okay, either they're all in on this and they're just like, plain or this is like some you know serious stuff you know so i'm i'm kind of glad that he was um exposed because you know he's going to be more careful moving forward you know in terms of like if he wants to scam anyone or use his influence to um rip people off or whatever he'll be more careful moving forward um, yeah so yeah so i wanted to talk about um how do people get into projects, right? There's this thing called a whitelist or a priority list. Some projects will call it, name it after their project. Like um, let's say the NFT talk show decided to do a project, we're not. Um, <laughs> we would call it like the NFT talk show list. <laughs> Actually, that's not very cool, is it? We need to find a cooler name, but yeah. So um, how, I know a lot of people hustle for these lists. So what is so important about these priority lists and why should I be hustling for a priority list? What is so important about it? Um, and I'll start with Nexus. Uh, to be honest, I'm probably not the best one to ask because I've really never done that. Uh, I, it's just always seemed like too much work, to be honest, because uh, there, there's just so much that you have to do with it, like chatting in the Discord every day and like, to be honest, I, I forget to respond to my friends over text. So, uh, yeah, it, it's not really been my my uh, my window of opportunity. So you're more of a buy, buy on the floor guy. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna start stalking your wallet at this point because we're in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like. I'm more of a buy on the floor person because it is a lot of work, you know, trying to be in the Discord 24-7 because not everybody has time to be in Discord 24-7. I pop into Discord maybe two, three hours um, in the day and that's because I am in a lot of Discords and I kind of like to come in and say hi and then I have my own um, personal Discord for the Champagners and I pop into chat, um, but like literally I can't level 20 two in a day but I see people do it I'm like how would you do that but I did hear you can actually hire people to sit in discord for you to get on the priority list um have you ever tried getting on a priority list buttered yes definitely um buttered like but yeah, up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> no you guys I mean like it's not always the best strategy because sometimes you'll get into a white, uh, a white list, uh, you're going to be able, because the whole point is to be able to mint the project, right? Get in at the ground floor and uh, mint at the cheapest, get into the project at the cheapest price you can. But sometimes what ends up happening is right after reveal, when everybody, all the flippers start to flip, because you got to remember most people in this, uh, in this space are trying to make money, like I said, and, um, you know, they're going to start trying to flip and they start undercutting each other. And pretty soon, the floor price ends up being cheaper than the mint price. So uh, it's not always the best move, but if you feel like, you know, you found a project with a lot of hype uh, and you're able to get on a whitelist, then you really hit it big because then you just been, you have the opportunity to buy into a project at like a couple hundred bucks or, you know, or whatever. And then the project ends up, you know, being like a couple 
10, you know, like 10, 20,000 or so, like right off the bat. So it can really, yeah, depending on which project, being on the whitelist is a pretty big deal. Um, so I'd say it's worth it if you think, if you think it's, you know, if the hype is big enough, uh, which you, you can tell usually, like if you go into a Discord and there's like 20,000, 40,000 people and it's going nuts and the community won't stop talking about it. I, I can, if I can mention one of them coming up, um, if that's all right, Tony. Yeah, yeah, sure, go ahead. You know, you've seen Invisible Friends, right? Like they're- I'm uh, in their Discord and I was like, nice. I have one, but yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do all that work. Invisible Friends, if you're listening, we're talking about you right now, Butter and I need to be on your list, okay? And yeah, Nexus, yeah, yeah. Even though Nexus yeah. won't hustle for the whole <laughs> no, yeah. free- I'll join the Discord, I'll send a few messages, but- uh... Yeah. <laughs> we'll pick three priority list spots okay <laughs> yeah this is our contribution so give us some white list spots <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yes if you, Twitter, wink wink <laughs> yeah if you can get on that white list like you, you've made it like whatever you mint it at that project's not going to drop below that mint price for a while maybe never you know so um i think it's worth it in that case um so like I, yeah for, for example there's there's a few ways to do it like for our for our project we have you know like like a mint pass you mentioned where it's basically being on the whitelist but you kind of have paid for it um so there's there's a couple ways to do it and i think sometimes it's worth it but like you know i definitely like you guys spending my time in discord <laughs> is so difficult because there's so many discords and i think we're a little bit fatigued with discord so yes um but if you're new, I feel like, and you have the, the bandwidth, um, yeah, getting into a whitelist and minting a project is the way to go, um, for sure. And, you know, I just minted um, a, a Prime, and that was, like, a huge one, a lot of hype around it. The project looks like it's going somewhere. And like you said in the Discord, it was super active. It was so active, I... I had to end up going into the photography channel. I was like, you know what? The general channel <laughs> worked for me because it was just so much going on and I just couldn't keep up. I was like, I'm just gonna go to the photography channel where it's chilled and we can talk photography. And um, you're right. A lot of people that were in the Discord active or actively trying to get on the um, whitelist could not get in because there are so many spots to be filled and then you have like 20,000 people 30,000 people competing for these 8,000 spots and it was just you know it was it was mayhem the day that the list finally came out where they were like this is the final list it was a lot of people in the discord sad I can just imagine it was a lot of like, oh, my life is over. There was a girl that went and got a tattoo, um, uh, a prime tattoo on oh her God. body. Yes, it was that bad. And um, I don't think she even got on, you know? I was like, man, I just throw this girl a, a, a name. <laughs> throw her one because a whole like a huge tattoo too wasn't like a little tiny one you know it's like a huge tattoo of um the hate beast on her i think it was on her thigh i mean it was a nice looking tattoo though so you know (laughs) she could have just said what's a nice tattoo and i did it but there were people doing i mean some people go all out for their projects i know i've seen people like in the lazy lions i've seen people get lazy lion tattoos like their community goes so hard for them like they are just 
you know, I'm sure you walk into one of their homes and their house will be shaped like a lion. <laughs> <laughs> That's how crazy. Like an effigy of a lion out there. I know, right? That's how crazy some people are about their, um, you know, about their community or their project. Because, you know, when you think about it, um, like Nexus said, a lot of times those PFP projects are about community, um, are about being part of a community and in being involved in a community. And I think that's what made the Board Apes um, Yacht Club what they are today. They have a very strong community. They have people that are proud to own a Board Ape. They have people that, you know, use their Board Ape and shout it from the rooftop, I'm a board ape. You know, I see when they do their gatherings with their little um, board ape um, hoodies, um, you know, they're proud to be a board ape. And that's what that's what strengthens a community are the people in that community. Um, but yeah, you were talking about Reveal um, Buttered. So help me explain to our listeners right now, because some people might be like, oh, what the heck is a Reveal? Um, and why is a reveal important? So what is a reveal and what is a pre-reveal as well? Great question. And I definitely, uh, because I'm doing a project, I, I learned exactly why uh, these happen. So uh, I'm going to try and explain it in uh, the simplest terms as I can. So basically when a project is generating a random randomized image so you have these these nfts with all these different properties right with like 10 different traits for each property so uh, what happens is the program will generate random numbers for each property to pick a trait right mm -hmm. but then you house these images somewhere else and what happens is you have you've generated your numbers right now the programmers need to attach the images to those numbers. So what happens is during that period of time where you, you just have the, the numbers that you've randomly generated for your NFT, you're just going to have a placeholder image where it doesn't show you your NFT yet because they haven't yet pushed the images onto the numbers. So that is why we have reveals. And sometimes it happens in like uh, different at different times so they reveal number one through a thousand first because they have to do what's called pushing ipfs and depending on where they house the images and how you generated it and stuff um but that's that's getting a little bit complex but basically that's also the difference between a high quality smart contract like what we're doing where we're doing all our stuff on chain so there's no way for us to know um you know what images are going to have the rarest traits because we're all randomizing it on chain so that's another thing about uh, NFTs you should know is some projects know where their rarest traits are going to be. Uh, so they, the, the project founders, they know when to mint. So they could tell their friends or they could pick up another wallet and decide to mint 10 uh, NFTs during a certain period. And then they, they know they're going to snatch like the rare trait one. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's going beyond the question you asked me but yeah basically that's, that's why <laughs> that's a good a explanation um and for people that are wondering like trait um mint <laughs> trait pretty much means okay let me give you a good example let's say your pfp has a hat on and there are 10 pfps that don't have a hat on that extra hat makes yours a little bit more unique than the 10 other ones that don't have a hat on so that's what um a trait is <laughs> It's kind of like a, a, the best way I've heard to explain it is like if you're a, 
I mean, really any kind of trading cards. Like if you uh, if you pull a pack with um, with and whichever specific types of trading cards, you'll know exactly which ones are rare and which ones are not, and like why they're rare. Like because it's like a 1972 something, whatever. Like um, and it, same goes for NFTs. Exactly. Um, so I know with NFTs, the price tends to drop after reveal. Why is that? Uh, the, the main reason I, I think is because uh, you kind of pay a premium for the, the gambling aspect of it, of the, the chance to, get, to hit that lottery ticket, uh, rare pull. Um, and yeah, once that once the chance is gone, uh, now you like you've you've pulled a, uh, like a common one with, without any like rare traits or anything, then you know for a fact that you didn't get that rare uh, that that lottery ticket, um, and so now it's it doesn't have that the potential upside included in it. And the potential upside means like you know you get to sell it for if you wish to sell it, you get to sell it for or trade it. You wish to trade it for a higher premium, right? Yeah, I mean, just more more expensive, um, more expensive NFTs uh, of the collection. So, like some of the rares uh, will be worth, let's say, ten ETH versus uh, some of the the medium rarity ones might be worth like five, and then uh, varying levels in between there, and then the common ones might be worth like 0.5 ETH. Um, and so yeah when you before you've revealed uh you don't know what's inside there so it's uh like i mean there's there's a whole lot of math behind it like you can kind of calculate your expected value um but that's let's be honest like uh you can uh yeah you you basically you have a chance at getting a rare um even though it's it's like I mean, it's definitely small because that's why it's rare but uh yeah you have a chance of getting a rare and you have a chance to get a medium and, uh a big chance of getting a common and when it gets pulled as a common uh you effectively just eliminate all those other chances so this is why it's important i, I say there too, um i think there are two classes of people that buy nfts as well people that buy to flip and people that buy to join the, well, I'll make that three. I, I mean, and, and if anybody disagrees with me, please feel free to let me know. Um, I think people that buy to flip, people that buy um, for the community and some people right in between where they sometimes flip and they sometimes just get for the community. Um, what do you both think? Yeah, like um, some, a lot of people, I, I've heard this strategy a lot, which is like the 80-20. Um, like I said before, uh, getting your money out is a great way to reduce your risk. Um, so like what you can do, a lot of people go with the mindset of like, all right, well, I'm going to sell pre-reveal a couple of these. Cause I know the chances of me minting something really rare are pretty low. And even if you mint something like middle tier rare, it doesn't really matter as far as like making, like getting your money out because you're still going to have to sell it floor uh so you have to really mint something super rare which is not impossible i recently did this uh with a project i was uh, gonna like, say that didn't you just mint something that was i'm, I'm such a hater nexus like 
buttered minted, like I think the 11th rare, like there were only three of them in the whole batch of like, I don't know, eight, 10,000. Yeah. And he got yeah. one of them and I was oh, like, man. oh, how lucky. Go play the lottery. You're so lucky. What, I know. what project was that? It was um, the it was, Pixel Dudes. Yeah. Ah, uh, lucky. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, for example, like, you know, we were just talking about this derivatives getting your money out. So like I, I sold, I think one. Uh, so I was able to get some money out. I don't know if I got all the money out, but uh, you know, now I get to hold on to an alien. I minted. So it was like the cheapest price. Well, actually no, that now it's you know, not to, not to flood the project, but um, you know, long story short, short, I didn't sell the alien, but I tried to sell some to get some money out. And that's kind of the mentality that a lot of people will have is like, uh, slightly flipper or mostly a flipper mentality with like hodling or holding um, some of the assets that you own to see if like, all right, maybe this project will do well in the long term. Yes, maybe this project would do long term. Um, well, in the long term is a lot of mentality that some people have. And it does happen. You know, sometimes you see a project I've seen recently. Um, was it Crypto Dragon? I can't remember the name um crypto skulls um their project was like at 0, 0.0 something for a very long time and then all of a sudden shot up to like one ETH, two ETH, four ETH, and everybody's like this project has been dead for so long same thing with the yetis it's been sitting there for so long nobody cares and then people started talking about it again and all of a sudden it's doing well again. So you just never know the NFT space in terms of projects. And if you're listening, we're talking PFP projects alone. We're not talking one-on-one um, -on -one art, which is like a different ballpark altogether. Um, and PFP projects, again, are just projects put together by a group um, to offer something. It could be um, different things. I've seen gaming, I've seen metaverse homes i've seen um just being part of the community and staking tokens i've seen so many different things or raising money for a cause um so that's what we're talking about we're not talking about one-on-one -on -one art like what i do which is photography <laughs> and yeah so i'm resisting the urge to shameless plug myself today i've said i'm just gonna stick to the show and not shameless plug myself I should though. <laughs> you got I'll do it if you don't. No. <laughs> I know, like, this is where my art, no, I'm kidding. All right, so <laughs> selling or holding, Nexus and Buttered, selling or holding, um, what makes you sell and what makes you hold onto a project? Next, we'll start with Nexus. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons, really. Uh, there could be anything from uh, I was in um I was in a derivative project where um, there was another derivative derivative project competing with it um, and I just noticed that the other one's like community was much better even though it was still a derivative I just noticed that uh, as the hype was dying for for the both these derivatives. Um, yeah, I, I just noticed one was the one I was in was talking about price all the time, and that's literally all they were talking about. And the other one was like, "Oh, it's fine. Like we're we're okay," uh, and like talking about like, "Oh, like yeah, let's let's network and stuff." And uh, so I was like, "Okay, I'm jumping ship." 
uh, and so I sold all of mine and now I come to the other one. Um, and yeah, so that's one reason, but, um, there's so many other reasons, including like, uh, needing, needing liquidity to, which is basically just needing money to, to spend on other things. Um, basically just having money available. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like so. If I want to buy another NFT project, or if I need to buy a token that's at a good deal at that point, um, then maybe I'll, I'll I'll drop one of the one of the NFTs I have. Or um, yeah, I, I I tend not to not to sell um, unless I need to, or unless like there's something kind of forcing my hand. Uh, so I, I'm definitely more of a holder in that in that aspect. Um, I try to really pick and choose the projects I get into. Um, and yeah. Awesome. What about, and this is Nexus says, I am, I don't hustle for your whitelist, but <laughs> if you're just talking about price, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I buttered. What about you? Um, yeah. So like I would say as far as holding, uh, if you feel like a project is really strong and it's, it's tapped into like the cultural aspect, like spearheading, uh, like the development of like our influence on culture, uh, like a cool cats or the apes, um, you know, obviously getting into projects like that are really hard, but if you were lucky enough to get into a project like that at the ground floor, uh, you're definitely going to want to hold because, you know, just seeing where the apes and the punks have gone, some of these other projects, um, you might be able to buy yourself a house. You might be able to buy yourself whatever you want um and that brings me to when i would sell those those types of projects is when it can help me obtain something that i really really want which is a house because it's impossible where i live to buy a house currently in los angeles um and if i reach that level huh i said with those prices i feel you yeah yeah, exactly. Um, and that's what this is all about, really. Uh, not to go off topic, but like, uh, you know, if, and I did a, a, a poll one time and I was like, when would you sell your NFT? And a lot of people said when I could buy a house. And if you look at some projects, when they reach a certain point, like house buying status, it kind of teeters off there because it's like, you know, like, would you rather buy a house <laughs> or hold this JPEG? Um <laughs> And who knows, you know, like, I can't say that's the best decision because now these projects are coming out with utility that gives you passive income. So now, like, for example, I have MetaHero and I'm making like a couple hundred bucks a week just staking my NFT. So if projects have the utility and you believe in it, like you've, you've kind of done your research, I can't explain all of it. And I'm trying to keep it short, but like if you found a project that you can really see helping you uh, generate passive income or becoming so valuable that in the future it can help you afford something that you really want, uh, then I would hold on to those until you reach that that point where you want to sell it. As far as selling it, like Nexus said, if you if you feel like a project is going down, man, you need to jump ship like it's the Titanic because it's going to take <laughs> you down with it. And you don't want to get to the point where you can't even use it as a tax loss, you know? Um, but I definitely have a yeah, ton of those because I have a hard time dangerous. selling Selling is hard um, because you grow attached to these things. Uh, you grow attached to the community. It's like your collectibles, you know, like 
Mm-hmm. I'm sure people out there still have beanie babies, even though they're worthless. <laughs> You'd be shocked you know? somebody's going to bring back beanie babies and then they'll be worth <laughs> like a thousand dollars a pop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, why isn't there a beanie baby collection? I mean, a lot of projects look like beanie babies anyway, but. Oh but my yeah. God. I just got the best idea. <laughs> what you're going to do a project <laughs> with beanie babies? But with beanie's face. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That is genius. Oh my wow. God. You got to cut that part out of the podcast. Wow. Like, no. Well, no. By the time this is out, uh, by the time this is out, you can pick what yours up today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, We're dude, no like... filter here. We're no filter. Everything stays. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> Better is like you've seen that meme with um Bart with Homer Simpson when he goes back into the into the um little (laughs) bushes. (laughs) That's what buttered is right now. I go (laughs) Nexus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm giggling so hard because we were probably I was probably thinking the same thing. (laughs) You said what? That's a great idea, actually. I feel like. Uh, that, that you know that that's the thing is like me, sometimes meme projects if you feel like they have meme potential like sometimes stuff that doesn't even make sense does well so trying to make sense of this uh this community this market is like really hard you know i think mm-hmm. anybody listening you have to know like everything that we're mentioning and talking about is is great information but at the same time like some things that don't make sense just happen it's like there's no logic i mean there is a lot of logic in this uh this market but also you know, something like that ne- idea Nexus just came up with could do really well. It would probably would do well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it would, it would almost definitely, I'm, I'm actually quite tempted to now. <laughs> <laughs> it probably, for the meme factor, you know, memes are big in um, this world that we're in right now. And for the meme factor, it probably would do very well. And speaking of things mm-hmm. that don't make sense, like you said, a lot of projects are great. A lot of things happening in the NFT space is awesome. I'm not going to say which one it is, but there was one, um, um, recently that was making a huge buzz, um, a DAO, something DAO. I'm not going to say what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody was like, what? They saw the floor. Go- I don't know how far the floor went up, um, but it went up really high. And I was like, wait a minute, what is really going on? We're here. Like I'm here in the NFT space, like hustling, like I'm, here's my photography <laughs> and being so thoughtful, you know, like this is my beautiful art. <laughs> and then this gal comes along and it just no rhyme or reason. Well, you know, not, no judgment zone. Um, but and I'm like, and then people are like all over it. Like it went up to, I think four or five ETH. And I'm like, you know, that's it. It's a wrap. I'm minting my feet. Beat picks for everybody. <laughs> and you'd be shocked. I already have somebody that was like, when are you getting to your feet? <laughs> when like, feet? Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do feet dipped in chocolate. I'm going to do feet dipped in ice cream. The rarity is that I'm going to buy a bunch of cubic zirconia and I'm going to dip my feet in ice cream with cubic zirconia. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rare one. <laughs> We've come up with some really good projects in here. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, right? God, this is like a brainstorming session at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we've had a very good conversation, but before we go, I want you to help my listeners out and drop some alpha. 
what projects i would say your top three projects that you're looking at right now to mint not projects or you can be to mint and projects that you would buy let's say you have 0.5 eth in your pocket right now or in your wallet right now and you could only choose um three projects what projects would you choose um let's start with butter well, I, I'm a bit biased, but I would say number one is my project just because I know, um, like my team and like where we're headed. Um, you know, what, what we're going for is like a long-term project and we have some exciting partnerships in the works. Uh, we'll see if it works out, but just based on our, our fundamentals. So our, um, our grassroots community, there's no fake bots in any of our uh, friends lists. Uh, I think sometimes actually people buy fake bots for us because I think they're helping <laughs> out, but I, I don't know what to do with that situation because it's like, thank you, but I, I really didn't want that. But whatever, I guess it's, I guess a necessary evil, they think, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I really want to be like a genuine uh, a project. So uh, just based on our art, uh, our utility that we're planning, uh, the fact that Tony owns one and Nexus owns one, I'm, I'm yes. really bullish on my my project for sure. Um, the Paradise Palaces specifically, so we'll be minting those probably soon. So look out for that. Um, Absolutely. And then I would say, I would say, um, Crypto Skulls are are another one. So those are pretty. But you you said minting projects, right? So well, it could like, be it could be minting or buying, but the price has okay. to be under zero point okay. five. So it has to be less gotcha. than half an ETH. Okay, 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 okay. Um, man, so then I would say Invisible Friends. If I don't even know their mint price, though, if you can get on that whitelist, which I think is virtually impossible. Um, so I, I'm not even sure I have three. <laughs> We're gonna uh, hustle. <laughs> they're giving. They're I, gonna give us three. I'm gonna send them this episode. <laughs> I hate. That would look. be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would say invisible friends, and uh, I can't even come up with a third. I, I think the market is a little bit deprived right now. Uh, so it's it's um, people are trying to come out with some stuff, but I. Uh, yeah, not really sure as far as like a third piece of alpha, but uh, one that doesn't qualify, I'll say meta heroes have taken a hit because of the whole um, influencer news that we got with Beanie. Um, yeah. However, I would say they're at a discount right now, just based on like how much passive income I'm generating just by What's owning one. What's their floor price? Um, I'm not sure, but it was around six before, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's like four hovering around three or four right now uh maybe ETH even or... lower ETH, yeah 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 so that's pretty high but you actually you can get in with buying one of their planets so oh, if you buy a planet eventually they're going to drop you a free sidekick or a, a mint pass for a sidekick so and you can stake those for passive income as well so um i i would say that's that's a, another uh project that i would get into if, if you had the, the ETH to buy buy a planet let me hold your meta hero. <laughs> yeah. I would trust you. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> I'm trustworthy. Yeah, I am trustworthy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know then, anymore after you just said And then you'll buzz, me, um, you'll buzz me and like, Tony, uh, what's up with the meta hero? Can I get it back? And I'll delete my Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
They're like, who? This account no longer exists. Meta what? Or blocked. This person has blocked yeah. you. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> this Twitter user has blocked you. What about you, Nexus? What um, projects are you, if you had um, 0.5 E to spend on each project, what projects would you be um, looking at right now? Okay. Um, so I actually got more than three, if that's all right. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, okay. So number one, uh, well, firstly, I, I would say that uh, the, the things that I typically focus on are historical NFTs um, and or potential historical NFTs. Uh, and then also um, things that are like metaverse enabled but not not just ones that like say on their their website oh we're, we're metaverse enabled like usually that's not true uh like 90 percent of the time i'd say um what the metaverse is is it's just like it, it's it's not a 2d website on uh on a browser um for the most part like it, it's it's got to have some some element of immersion um i would say but uh yeah um basically like anything that that is actually metaverse uh enabled and will transition well into that future which is what i think this whole space is transitioning to um or is moving towards um so i uh, i would say i really like um most of their stuff is not is not a under 0.5 ETH, but uh, Artifact is, uh, in my opinion, an absolute blue chip of the space. It's just not recognized as one yet. They just recently got bought out by Nike right right after I wanted to buy one. Uh, but um, yeah, so I, I haven't been able to buy their main thing, but uh, they have this one called the, the Artifact Space Pod. Uh, it's a collaboration with Cyber Factor or Cyber... Um, uh, on cyber.io, which is a, uh, basically it's a virtual art gallery that you can create and you can walk around other people's virtual art galleries and see theirs on the wall. And, um, the, the artifact space pod is a version of that where it's, it's like a space apartment and you can kind of furnish it and it's kind of cool. Uh, I think that's, um, it's a concept that's going to be growing in, in the coming years. Um, so I'm big on like long-term NFT stuff uh, and it's doing well now too, but um, yeah, it, it's definitely more of a long-term minded thing at least. Um, and also I, um, I would say the MetaKey um, and that's, uh, um, I think it's released by DCL Blogger and he's like one of the most connected people in the space. Um, and yeah, basically like, oh, I've actually written some notes down, so um, I can I can give them to you. Uh, you can like link them or something uh, if you want in the description. Um, but yeah, like there's a ton of upcoming uh, upcoming utility within it. Um, they give airdrops constantly. Uh, I just recently got like a, a free um, like tennis ball from the Australian Open. <laughs> Uh, they did their first, uh, like the actual tennis tournament, they did their first NFT and it was, it was actually super cool technologically. Um, I think it's a bit before it's time. So I, I think it'll appreciate it. But uh, yeah, 
they, they basically partner with other projects and give out lots of value. Um, and it, it's kind of your pass to the metaverse, I would say. Um, and uh, one last one, I would say the, um, it's a, uh, the whole community that has sprung up around the, the space pods uh, where it's people building these uh, and creating these like 3D um, furnishings or like, yeah, more, more 3D NFTs because a lot of them are just uh, are only 2D. Uh, so they can put them on the walls and that's cool. But um, if you want to put them in a 3D space and have them take up volume, um, then yeah, they need to be designed from the ground up for that. So there's been a whole like, really, really cool community that's sprung up around that. And probably my favorite one, uh, and I've talked to their, their creator a little bit, um, and he's, he's a super cool dude. Uh, I actually had some troubles getting uh, getting onto the Polygon, uh, so I missed the, the airdrop thing. I talked to him, and he, he sorted it out, and he was like, yeah, no problem at all. Um, and it, that's, uh, that's X-Bot, X-Bot. Uh, also, I, I would second uh, I would second the the recommendation for um, for his project. Uh, I, I literally met all these guys like two days ago. I think I <laughs> say. Um, yeah, I joined a random spaces with them, and uh, yeah, he, he told me about this project, and uh, within probably five minutes, I was sold. I could just tell he's very very genuine about what he's talking about um and i i feel that i have a pretty good pretty good judge on that and yeah i, I would i would 100 vouch for it awesome so that is the alpha that we're dropping <laughs> um so one last question from both of you if i am somebody looking to be an investor or collector in the nft space what is the one advice you would give me? Um, and then we'll start with Butter. The one piece of advice, I would say definitely safety. Cause that, I'll give some safety advice just because as a new person, you're so susceptible to these, um, these scams. Uh, like these socially programmed scams, don't click on or connect your wallet to any link that was sent to you via DMs. And also don't Google uh, a website you want to mint from because what's happening out there is these scammers are duplicating these websites to a T. Like you can't even tell the difference. And so some people are Googling websites connecting their wallet and then their wallet gets emptied. Also they're clicking on direct messages from discord or Twitter where people are sending them links, giving them too good to be true opportunities and their wallets are emptied. So just cause that's the most brutal thing I see and the saddest thing I see around, I'll, I'll make that my piece of advice is always go to the official Twitter, find the official links, spend the time to double check because you know, most people are probably handling investing money that they probably can't afford to lose. So be very careful. Um, be, be very careful out there. That's, that's what I'll, I'll say. hundred percent agree with you on that. I'm, I mean, I'm in the NFT space and I'm pretty, 
um, experience in the NFT space. And I triple, quadruple, six pull, eight pull check anything. <laughs> like I literally don't even click links. Even friends of mine that send me like links, I'll say, did you send it? And if they say yes, I'm like, prove it. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you telling me? I'm like, don't ask me what's wrong with me. Did you send it? <laughs> no, I always get like concerned that like, oh, I feel weird about sending people links. Yeah. Because I'm like, it makes me feel like, oh, they're going to think, oh, is he a scammer? Like, I don't even want them to think like, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, so. You know what I do? If I want to send you a link, I'll let you know like, oh, I'm going to send you a link and this is what it is. Right. Um, not just out of the bat, just here's a link, like drop a link. And, you know, because I know people are paranoid and people are being careful. And sometimes people's Twitter accounts will get hacked and they won't know. And their Twitter will be sending links on their behalf. So um, knowing that I've been, even before NFTs, actually, I've been super, super, super careful. Um, Nexus, um, what would you add? What is the one piece of advice that you would give somebody that was looking to get into NFTs? Um, hmm. Oh, I actually, one thing I, I wanted to clarify at the end there, I was talking about, uh, I was talking about Butter's project with the, uh, the Grand Bazaar. Um, that's why I mentioned the, uh, that I just met these guys a couple of days ago. So I'm, I'm not biased at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, I highly recommend this project, but yeah, uh, um, I, I'd probably say, yeah, that's great advice about, um, uh, about clicking links and just safety. And, um, I think it, it kind of goes hand in hand with safety is, um, be very, very, very careful who you trust. Um, because it may seem like, uh, insert influencer here is, uh, peenie. Um, no, um, uh, <laughs> You're like, I'm going to talk about uh, my new project, Meanie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, yeah, they can seem very genuine at certain points. Um, and you may even be on the same team at certain points in time. But at some point, they're going to want to dump. And you might not be uh, be privy to that knowledge that they're going to be dumping. Um, there, you, you won't be privy to that knowledge. Um, and... You know, wonder why the floor price is, is sinking, uh, and maybe if you if you look into it a bit in the like dig into the blockchain a little bit, oh, maybe it's your favorite influencer dumping on you, uh, and that 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 can happen to you so many times. And I'd say probably ninety percent of like influencers are like probably not worth following. It, it's worth finding the ten percent who do or who are. And then kind of uh, networking um, by proxy through them, uh, basically finding people that you, you have a high degree of trust in and uh, kind of see who they interact with and see who they, uh, it seems like they trust. And um, if you trust them, then it follows that you uh are likely to be able to trust the other person as well but you you can't take it as a guarantee but it's a good way to to at least start to build a network absolutely 100 percent agree with you um let me see what would i um what advice would i give get involved in the community because honestly if you're not involved in the nfc community you're not going to know 
you can't do NFTs. And I have people that I know that have tried to do NFTs from the outside. Oh, Tony, tell me this or Tony, tell me that. It doesn't work that way. You cannot do NFTs from the outside. You literally have to get involved. That's the only real way to successfully be successful in NFTs or just um, have a lot of knowledge about NFTs and do your own research. And like Buttered said earlier, because I'm not shameless plugging, <laughs> you know, listen to podcasts like this um, where people that are in the community come and tell you their firsthand experiences within NFTs and what's going down in NFTs. And um, like Nexus said, you know, a lot of the influencers in NFTs are looking out for themselves. You know, they're not necessarily looking out for you. And when you see them talking about something, sometimes they have skin in the game and they're pumping their own projects. I've seen, you know, more recently um, influencers or people that I thought, oh, were um, okay people in the NFT community, FUD a project, FUD mean, you know, try to put down a project because they were not part of it. They had absolutely zero reason to talk so bad about the project, but they were actively and steadily trying to bring it down. But I can bet you if they had skin in the game, if it was if they were able to get in on that project, they would have hyped it. The same thing that they were complaining about, oh, don't do this for this project. I you see them do it every day, you know, they they do it every single day. Um, but that is a topic for another day because I was like, you know what? I need a topic where I can just go off. <laughs> I need an episode where I can just go off and talk about like, you know, um, some of the stuff. I mean, let's be honest. NFTs, it's a beautiful community, a lot of good people, but it's not all kumbaya. You're still going to have people with their human behaviors um, and they do bring human behaviors into the space. And when money um, is involved, you will have some good players and then you also have some bad players. Um, and that's just what it is. You know, it's nothing new per se. Um, so thank you so much, Nexus and yeah, Butter. Thank you. This has been such- Yeah, thanks. Of course, this has been such an, uh, an, an interesting conversation. I enjoyed every single moment. I gotta bring both of you back though, like for real. I know Butter has been on the show before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah bet. and they bet. love you because the episode we did together did so well and so they love Sweet. you yeah so um gotta bring you two back again to talk more about the nft community and like i said um these are two people that are active in the nft community so they know the ins and outs of the nft community and if you want to give them a follow um buttered toast is on twitter and that's b-u-t-t-r-d-t the number zero as zero <laughs> a s c so yeah what is up with that buttered toast with a zero <laughs> i mean i think buttered toast spelled out um like traditionally was taken because oh, i don't gotcha. know yeah gotcha so it's um with a zero and um nexus is also on twitter um at the crypto nexus and that's t h e c r y p t o N-E-X-U-S. So yeah, you guys, you reach out to them, give them a follow. If you have questions, you know, tell them, oh, hey, I heard you on the NFT talk show. Listeners, just, just you know, you're my wonderful, awesome listeners. Show some love on Twitter. Come on. <laughs> and if you're on Twitter, come say hi to me. Say, oh, Tony, I heard the last episode. What's up? And um, I will say, what's up? 
<laughs> All righty. So that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Do not forget to subscribe because guess what? There's going to be a lot more episodes coming. We're going to be having more frequent episodes because we're going through this whole new process. Um, we have been ranked in Apple, um, Apple podcasts as one of the top podcast for entrepreneurship so that's big news so we're gonna take things up a notch and you know bring you just the best content from the perspective of people that are actually in the nft community people that are actually active in the nft space and people that are bringing you the real deal information no filter no faking <laughs> all right y'all so i am your host as tony Payne. You can send me a message on Twitter. That's T-O-N-I-P-A-Y-N-E. And I will catch you on the blockchain. Bye.